You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I am Clint. And welcome back for another episode during Florida Week. We know you need this. I need this. Uh, Dan and I just got done through uh, going through all of our devices and turning off the Find Me feature, the Mm -hmm. notifications, uh, push Mm -hmm. notifications, uh, the automatic invite request acceptance. um, Just... The, put that on the the out of office reply is primed and ready. Actually, we are actually. I don't even know why at this point we have our devices. Daniel, do you have any clue why? No. No, okay. No, I think we just keep them to correspond with you all on Twitter. But other than that, that um, listen, uh, we've said it before, and we will say it again, mm-hmm. and we'll say it twice on Florida Week. If you need us for yeah. any reason, there you, okay. Stop needing there us. There it is. That's that's what we ask that you do. Um, you're Georgia fans, and so you get it. You understand what it's like. Uh, that's right. You are Georgia fans. We are Georgia fans. He is Daniel. I am Clint. This is Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team five days a week, uh, and we promise to be with you five days a week this week. Daniel and I were going to go ahead and do a Tuesday election coverage night uh, podcast. Oh, were we? Um, no, <laughs> never no. thought about it at all. Uh, we have no. too much pain and suffering being Georgia fans to even invite that kind of heat into our lives. What? So. We are not trying to get with that, but chances are you need a distraction That's from right. the fact that the world is burning around us, and <laughs> yeah. so this podcast is for you. If you're a Georgia fan, you're in the right place. Email us, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. We are glad that you're here. If you're new to the show, <clears throat> thanks for being here. All that we really ask you to do is subscribe. To the podcast, as Clint said, we are here five days a week, and that gets the uh, the show downloaded to the device of your choosing in the podcast app of your choosing every single day. If you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review. Um, it's the best way that you can help us out. It helps new people find the show. There's new people joining our conversation every single week, and we're glad to have them. And your five-star ratings and reviews help them find the show, and so we greatly appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> Clint. What does executive producer, intern, candy striper Michael have on the docket for us? Uh, he has a colonoscopy at nine, and then he has uh, – no. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What he has, has – oh, the podcast. That, oh, the sorry. podcast. Yes. I meant, I'm sorry. I meant the podcast and also T's and P's to whoever is in that – whoever that is having that procedure done, just – T's and P's to you. He does not have a ton of experience, but what what he lacks. (laughs) Finish that sentence. (laughs) I beg you to finish that sentence. (laughs) What he doesn't have an experience. Listen, all that we're saying (laughs) is that. (laughs) <laughs> I can't I can't confirm that Michael has performed a colonoscopy I can't say it hasn't happened either I don't know I, I don't know ask Brady Quinn on Twitter and maybe there'll be an answer 
Okay. Yeah, for you um, we're no, probably going to have to cut the last... We're no, probably going to have to cut the last no, six minutes of this uh, podcast. We're leaving that so in there. That's podcast gold yeah. right there. Okay. Uh, That's, I don't know. Here's what he has for uh, us going on. We're going to go ahead and do a Florida look ahead. We're going to talk about injuries. And if you are thinking all these defensive injuries, oh no, oh no, I want to give you some a little bit of confidence that it's not as bad as you think. Uh, secondly, we're going to be talking about, Dan's going to look back on Kentucky and remind us of something. We're going to get back in the reminder machine. Hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and and he's going to... Is that a machine? We have that machine? Well, it's called the brain. So. The reminder machine? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just like a post-it note was the yeah, reminder that's machine. the reminder but yeah. machine. Uh, and then at the final segment, we're going to do something that we like to do each week called Excited, Nervous, Don't Sleep On. But first, Daniel, Florida look ahead. Injuries that aren't so bad. Lots of consternation happening around all the injuries on defense. And people are very, very upset, and rightly so, about our defense going against Florida. And there are many cold takes out there saying Florida has the best shot against Alabama because they can go blow for blow with Alabama with high-powered offenses. Daniel, Daniel, is Florida a high-powered offense? Well, see, the thing about them is no. No. No, they're not. No, they're not. Are they? Now, no. now let me let me stop you if you heard this before. I'm going to try to do a comp real quick to somebody that we've already played. Are they a gimmicky, let me slash you with a thousand paper cuts and still until one busts open with lackluster planning, efficiency, and skill, let me try to outcut you a million times until I hit a gash somewhere? Does that remind you of anybody, Daniel? It does. So what you're saying is is that Florida would probably have a really good chance if they went head-to-head with LSU. Oh, there we go. That's what we're saying? Because oh, they're... they're basically just the Gus Malzahn-led Auburn Tigers? There it is. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Florida. Should offense. we get the guys from Locked On Auburn to do a crossover oh episode and uh, preview would, the Florida game with I us? Would, I would love everything else besides that. Um <laughs> No, we're not going to do that. Um, look, Florida does not have a high-powered offense. Here's their point totals this year, 51-38, 41-41. And, or, and then um, the casual fan would go ahead and look at that and say, well, Clinton Daniel. That's a lot of points, that's a, Clint. That's a lot of... That's an awful lot of points that we're scoring in those games. Okay, first of all, let's go ahead and look back to the context of all that. Let's even look back to Missouri this last week, before half, and the brawl that Dan Mullen incited... That took place, mm-hmm. and then the audio that happened after that. Was that game a blowout shootout game up to that point, Daniel? No, no. It was it was seven to six for what felt like an hour, an eternity. Okay, was the yeah. Texas A and M game that they lost? Was that an offensive juggernaut you saw from Florida against a lackluster defense of A and M? Wasn't a good showing. Yeah. It was not. Okay, no. so you're telling me Mississippi. South Carolina, Texas A&M, Missouri. Now, Missouri is the only team on this sheet so far that has a respectable defense whatsoever. The rest of them do not care about playing defense at all. Daniel. Ole Miss is the worst defense in the country. In the literal country. Okay. Okay. Doesn't want to attack. So there's there's that. Um, And you want to go ahead and say, well, this high-powered offense. No, this high-powered offense is a gimmicky offense. Here's how their offense runs. Their offense does not care a dang thing about rushing the football one bit. Each and every week, they have a different person leading the team in rushing. And this just in, Kyle Trask has led the team multiple times in rushing this year. Just oh no, let that sink in. If his if his arm is al dente, what does that make his legs? 
I it's just he must have sprinter speed, Clint. <laughs> he must. If he's leading the team in rushing. He must. So rushing is not something that you and I need to concern ourselves with. It was a strength of this team. We don't know the status of guys like Jordan Davis, of Monty Rice. We don't even have secondary. Our safeties are up in the air. Richard LeCount looks like he's out for a couple of weeks. Lewis Seen, we have no idea. But Daniel, this team is based upon guys like Pitts and Tony going ahead and streaking open and gimmicky plays based upon formation, screens, slipping out of blown coverages. Now, if I was to take the blown coverages side apart because we've blown a few coverages this year, uh, mm-hmm. admittedly, but if things are kept in front of us on the outside – which is where this team, this Florida team, likes to play. Outside, up front, less than 10 yards on the edges. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got any, we got dudes out there, Daniel, that can play on the edge? Anybody? Anybody looking to to lay a hit out there? Anybody that knows how to bring the heat with some speed from the inside to the outside, from the outside to the inside? Look, we have corners that can play. We have stars that can play. We have defensive ends, outside linebackers, edge rushers that can play in that space. The up the gut, Florida doesn't concern itself whatsoever. All the injuries that we have are concerning in the long run. This week doesn't concern me whatsoever because the way that Florida wins is a la Auburn. And what did we do to the Gus bus this year? We demolished it. Yes, took the tires off of it and uh, sold it on eBay <clears throat> for parts. So we we chop shopped the heck out of that Gus bus. Uh, so I'm not sure concerned did. at all, Daniel, with this team against our defense. And I don't think I don't think Georgia fans should be. Now, does that mean the gimmicks won't work? I, I'm not saying that we won't give up a few gimmicks to that. That's how this offense goes. Okay. Um, but what I'm saying is it's not concerning to me as an offensive juggernaut at all. This is not Alabama. This is not Clemson. This is not even Notre Dame, quite frankly, which is hard to even say. This is closer akin to our distant cousin of the South, Auburn, than it is anybody else. So don't get too worried about that. Yeah, and I think you just you look back at uh, previous meetings and – I mean, 2019, uh, Georgia beats Florida 24-17. Florida has 257 passing yards. Mm -hmm. They have 21 rushing yards in the game. Clint. Uh, Previous season, uh, Florida has 170 rushing yards, 2018, in the 37-17. Uh, 36 to 17 loss to Georgia. They have 170 rushing yards, only 105 passing yards. Oh, no. um, Clint, the last two years, we have made them incredibly one dimensional. That's right. And uh, we've beaten them. So, what you're telling me is that Florida is already incredibly one dimensional. Uh-huh. And they are relying on Kyle Trask to throw for. 300, 350, 400 yards a game. That's what I'm saying. In order to beat people. Is he Mac Jones? That's what you're saying. He, he's not. Okay. Is anyone on their team Jalen Waddle? Nope. No. No one on their team is freaking Mechie or whatever his name is. That's not. not close. They don't. No, they're not. Uh, all right. More on the Florida game. And and why you should be more optimistic about this Georgia offense than you probably are. There you go. Coming up right after this. But first, Daniel, 
Uh, if our listeners need to chill out a little bit, they need to go ahead and take a little off the edge for thinking about this offense. If that's something that brings them consternation, they need to go ahead and reach for the beer that you and I reach for when we need to chill. And that's Coors Light, Daniel. It is literally as crisp and refreshing as the Rockies. It is something that no matter what you're doing, if uh, this election cycle is getting you all sorts of emotion roller coaster feels, if this Florida week is getting you all sorts of feels, which it should. If your 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 uh, Halloween fifteen pounds you've already put on, oh dear, because you've stolen that's all your a lot of candy. candy. That's a lot of candy. All of that is giving you a little bit of stress. Go ahead and reach for the beer that is literally built to chill, and that is Coors Light. Uh, it is a great beer that Daniel and I use quite often to do our chilling. Uh, it's the one that you should choose as well. It's made to chill. Go ahead and look for it to be delivered to you, right to you, and it's new look straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Why should we be more optimistic about this offense, Daniel? The remember machine is out, a la the notepad and our brains. And the Google machine. You've got some research for us. Why should we be more optimistic? All right, Clint. Let's talk about this season. Okay. All right. We lost to Alabama. Sure. Take take that game taking that game off the table. Georgia will not play anybody as good as Alabama for the rest of the season unless we play Alabama again. Correct. For the rest of the season, and quite frankly, they won't be as good as Alabama because they won't have their best player. Uh, so. That that game is off the table. Now, people, I heard a lot of people, more people than I heard say anything else. I heard say this phrase oh, no. coming out of Saturday. All right? And that phrase was, if this is how we looked against Kentucky. Clint, did you hear this phrase? Oh, I heard. Oh, gosh, Daniel. If this is how we looked against Kentucky, mm-hmm. we don't stand a chance. Against Florida. The most Clint, did you hear tweet in the universe. Florida, I don't know if you know this, is ranked number something, seven, eight, something in the country, Clint. Sure. Kentucky, are they even ranked? Sure. Are they even ranked, Clint? Do you even lift? Kentucky's not even ranked. If we if we looked this bad against Kentucky, uh-huh. how bad are we going to look against Florida? Clint! Let me say something to you. Is this, I, is this I a did a lot of thinking PSA? about this. No, it, it might be. Okay. It might be. Okay. But this is more just this is more just me informing you of something that may be true that I don't think you've considered yet. I think there's a good chance that Kentucky might be the best team that we play for the rest of the season, Clint. I'm sorry. Are we are we all on the same page here? I think Kentucky might be the best team that's left on the schedule. I think that other than Auburn mm-hmm. and Alabama, mm-hmm. they might be the third best team that we play all year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um... Florida plays Kentucky later in the season, so we'll know. I mean, we'll know more definitively, you know, after that. But let me tell you what I already know, definitively, Clint. Okay. Even if Florida 
is is a better overall team than Kentucky. Explain to me the unit of the the team that we're concerned about against going up against Florida. Is it the defense? No. Are we concerned about the defense? No. Uh, our defense? No, we're concerned about the offense. Mm-hmm. Which means we're talking about Florida's defense. Clint, is that accurate? We are talking about Florida's defense, which, by the way... Let me tell you something definitive now. Kentucky is and will continue to be Mm -hmm. the best defense we play all season with no exceptions unless we make the college football playoff. He didn't pause for any sort of, of anything, people. There's no need to go back and insert a but at any point. There's no need to uh, explain a caveat. Um, let's talk about pass defense because that's what Stetson Bennett can't do. He's terrible. He can't throw the ball. Sure. He's unable to pass the football, especially not down the field. Sure. For, I don't know, like a 49-yard gain or a 46-yard gain or 33-yard gain, or any of the downfield passes that he has this season. He's not able to do that. Um, Let's talk about passing defense, Clint. Kentucky ranks 33rd in the country in passing defense. Highest opponent, nobody ahead of them on Georgia's schedule whatsoever. Do you know where Florida checks in on this list? Oh, my gosh, Dan. Well, 92. It's 91. Well, kudos to you, sir. I had to go to page two to find them. Um, Let's go to total defense, though. A more overall balanced look. (laughs) Sure. A fair fair approach to statistical analysis. A a fair assessment. Kentucky comes in at 28th in the country in total defense. You all know what we're saying about this? Again. Like, again, y'all. Again, the only SEC team... That is ahead of them mm-hmm. in total defense is Georgia. Okay. So the second so, best SEC defense is Kentucky, mm-hmm. definitively. Is Kentucky. Okay, good. Now, let's begin scrolling until we find Florida. Shall well, we? As Daniel well, goes I passed ahead Alabama and, as and scrolls, I passed Auburn. Let me give you some things to do with your time. And I passed Missouri. Oh, keep going. And I passed Tennessee. No, nope, doesn't sound right. And I passed Arkansas. Yeah, and it's the next oh, house. I found him. Oh. It's the next house down. Okay. Yes, Florida. They're 66th in total defense oh, no. in the country. Okay. So, Florida ain't good at defense. That was a very kind thing for Do you to say. Do you know say. who they're worse than? They're worse than Arkansas and Tennessee. And Auburn. But Daniel, hold on a second. If we played those teams already... Well, what would, would we know something? We might know something that can give us some valuation on the metrics you just gave us. Interesting. Okay. I'm on to something, I think, here. Okay. Well, we scored 24 points against Alabama, a team with a better defense than Florida. Okay. We scored 44... I'm sorry, 44 points against Tennessee, uh-huh, uh-huh. a team with a better defense than Florida. I know all those points weren't offensive points. Sure, I get it. Sure. Scored 27 points against Auburn, a team with a better defense than Florida. We scored 37 points against Arkansas, a team with a better defense than Florida. All of those points came, or virtually all of those points came with Stetson Bennett at the helm. So, Clint, 
14 points against Kentucky. Well, that's because Kentucky's the best defense that we played. We didn't throw the ball a lot. We came in with a very conservative game plan. The longer I sit on this game, mm-hmm. and the more I look at objective facts, I know that he didn't look great. He did not. I know that that, that freaking tipped ball interception down at the goal line. Clint, let me just ask you this. If he leans to the right correct, and throws that ball and it hits the ground, I'm not even saying he completes the pass. No. I'm saying the he ball hits the ground. He slings it. He skips and it. And it just right into the turf. Like a ski ball. Yep. <laughs> skips it like a rock on a creek. Um, Are we having this conversation about Seth mm. Bennett? Nope. No. Even if he throws the noodle arm Marcus Roseme throw. Even if he makes that throw and it's intercepted. We're still – we're not sitting here. Wringing our hands about Stetson Bennett after a twenty-one to three victory Correct. over Kentucky. Um, that tip ball and that interception, which I get is a problem, and I get it's a thing, but Kentucky's the best defense we're going to play this year. Kentucky may be the best team left on the schedule, including Florida. For those of you that think the Georgia offense is not going to be able to do anything against Florida, you've not watched Florida play any football this year. Because Florida sucks at defense. Again, They're just not good. That's a kind thing. They're not interested in playing defense. They don't care. They don't think it should be part of it. There's actually a petition on the procedural rules of the SEC to outlaw defense next year for them, Daniel. Work it. They're working on it. Todd, Todd Grantham would love nothing more than them, for them to outlaw defense and for him to be out of a job. Uh, at least then he could file for unemployment That's right. uh, and not have to claim that he was fired for with cost. That's right. Uh, I, I'm the more you really process what the Kentucky game was. I think the more you should be optimistic about this Florida game because if we hold Florida to twenty points, twenty points. I'm not saying the sure. offense, go, the defense sure. goes out there and shuts them down. Okay, twenty points. Based on the numbers that we're looking at here, the offense should have no problem covering that. Do you know what we suck at as people, Daniel? Making wild conjecture predictions based upon feelings. Nah, not us. Yeah, we're horrible at it. Um, I like better to look back and reflect on past actions that can prove a pattern. That seems much more likely to me than anything else. Okay. And based upon the pattern that you just outlaid, exa- exactly to the point, we can give up 20 points and still win this game handily. I really do think so. Okay. I think 27, 28 points. That's fair. well within the realm of possibility for Georgia to score. Um, I'm not saying we're going to go out there and hang 42 on Florida. I don't think that's going to happen. I just really don't. I don't know that this offense has 42 points in it. I don't either. But, but I think... But I think up around 30 points is a completely reasonable thing to expect. I don't think we're going to go out and score 17 points against Florida. I just cannot see that defense stopping us consistently uh, on on Saturday afternoon. Uh, So uh, we shall see. Um, We're going to come back and talk about things we're excited about, things we're nervous about, and things that you shouldn't sleep on. But first, Clint, uh, sometimes 
during the day, during the week, especially on Florida week, mm. you just hit a wall, right? There's just a wall. I literally it's hit right a wall. there. It's no, no. That's I'm not talking. I'm not doing an ad read about a metaphorical wall. I'm saying on Florida week, you hit a wall. Correct. Like you understand, the buckets are for the other games. This game is for punching the sheetrock. Correct. That's what this game is. Uh, when you hit a wall during the week and you need to break through your wall, if you're not going to use your fist, then you should reach for a built go energy packet. Uh, the fine folks over at Built Bar, who you know make yeah. the tastiest protein bar that there ever has been, have now gotten themselves into uh, the energy game. And these little packets uh, called Built Go, they come in a variety of flavors. The peanut butter honey is the best flavor. But, I mean, you could try the other ones, I guess. Sure. You'd be you'd be foolish, I think, to try any of the other ones. But you could. There's a whole host of variety of flavors. They're going to give you five hours of sustainable energy. There's not going to be a crash. It's not like all the pixie sticks that you've been eating out of your kids' Halloween baskets that are going to give you about 19 seconds of energy and then are going to leave you in a puddle on the floor or on the curb. I'm not speaking from experience. I'm just – it's conjecture. All, all I'm saying is that there's no way to know if that was me. On the in the puddle on the on the side of the road, um, reach for a built go. Uh, go to builtbar.com and enter the promo code locked on, and you're gonna get twenty percent off your order. Builtbar.com to get a built go to break through your wall. Let's go, Daniel. We're gonna come back and finish off this second episode of the week. With a little segment we like to call Excited Nervous Don't Sleep On. It's a pretty simple game. We talk about things that excite us about this game. We're nervous about this game. And things that other people maybe find not so thrilling, but we're asking you, don't don't sleep on this. Uh, so, Daniel, I ask you, what are you excited about? I was reminiscing with my children uh, at dinner tonight. Um, my daughter uh, was born the day before the Georgia-Florida game in 2013. Okay. She was born on November 1st. The Georgia-Florida game was on November 2nd. We were talking about how <clears throat> I require, I forced the nurses to discharge us from the hospital earlier than they wanted to. Correct. I lied, made my wife lie about how she was feeling Yeah. so that we could go home so that I didn't have to watch Georgia-Florida on a tiny hospital TV. Correct. We came home. We put our new daughter in a Georgia onesie, and uh, Georgia brought home the victory that day, 2013. And then I was reminiscing about the 2014 game, which, as you will recall, Mm -hmm. did not go nearly as well. Didn't go well at all, in fact. Uh, And 2014 was a really tough year. It was actually my least favorite Georgia-Florida game, I think, now, as I look back, of my entire life. Yeah. Not the most painful. I bet none of you have the 2014 game as your least favorite. But it was my least favorite because my son uh, was born in 2011. And um, he was alive for the 2011, 2012, and 2013 game. Three years of Georgia victories. And then in 2014, that streak came to an end. And my son witnessed his very first defeat 
to the Florida Gators. But I loved the mm. idea that my son had never seen in his entire life. Mm-hmm. He had never seen Georgia lose to Florida. <clears throat> I bring that up, Clint, as a way of bringing this up. Okay. Here's what I'm excited about about this game. I'm excited that Dan Mullen will never yep. <clears throat> listen to me. Hold on. Never. There it is. He will never, never, not one time ever mm-hmm. beat Georgia as the head football coach of any university, but especially the University of Florida. Clint, he'll never do it. And I'm excited to see that streak just continue to play itself out until he gets fired. Maybe at the end of this year, because the athletic director is finally like, yeah, okay, no, Dan, we're done. Well, we're done with yeah, you. Because, because Derek Mason just got his his case thrown out because it was rightful for him to assault Dan Mullen. Like it was mm-hmm. justifiable defense is why. Correct. Uh, he's being fired from the university. No, Daniel, the thing I'm excited about is mark it down your calendars. Like the summer equinox mm-hmm. or daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mark it on your calendar that Dan Mullen is going to waste two timeouts in the first quarter. Oh, golly. Throw. It's as sure as the Braves getting knocked out of the playoffs. <laughs> Dan Mullen will burn those timeouts. Brian Snicker calling in <laughs> from the pen. Your favorite reliever and I. Oh, no. Luke. Oh, no. Come on I've opened down. the door. Come on I've down, opened... Luke. Uh, <laughs> Dan Mullen is going to throw a tissy fit on the sideline as he burns a second time out because the mm. play calling is not right. And he looks at the sideline with his visor mm. to the side, his a mask skew. totally off his mm. face, and he yeah, is stomping the, the ground, wondering who to blame. Dan, you, you're to blame. It's sometimes when you can't find the person to blame. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes when um, every relationship you're in, Seems to end horribly. Uh-huh. No going. matter you, 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 you're with all different kinds of people, right? And yet they all, it all seems to go horribly wrong. Clint, um, sometimes the problem, it ain't them. It turns out it's it's you. Oh, okay. You're the problem, Dan. Uh, That's what it is. Here's what I'm nervous about, uh, and it's it's quite frankly the only thing I'm I'm really nervous about. I'm really nervous that uh, the one area of injury plague safeties. And backers specifically inside don't know how how Kyle Pitts can run and oh, no. and catch no. a football and mm-hmm. keep and keep running very fast. Yeah, no, he doesn't stop running. No, no. I'm no. that brings me some sleeplessness. Um, Clint, it's all a big game when we're on here talking to the locked on <laughs> Auburn folks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's all just to stick your chest out and feel good and everything's going to be great and Dan Mullen's never going to beat Georgia and all the all the uh-huh. stuff. All the feels. <clears throat> it's Florida week, Clint. I'm ner- this is a dumb question. I, I don't, I'm not even going to answer it. I'm nervous about all of it. You understand what all I'm saying? All of a sudden, all I, of didn't, it. I didn't think before that meteorites could land on me. I'm- uh, yep, I'm not. I'm nervous outside. that a hole's gonna open up underneath my house and just swallow it up. You know, like I'm not. 
I'm ner like I'm nervous that there's there's going to be some sort of a natural disaster. Maybe a Godzilla, a Sim City situation in Nashville during the game. I don't know what's gonna be happening. Like I'm nervous about there all are, of it. There are brownouts everywhere in that grid. There's, <laughs> there's not. <laughs> what is that? A random fire just popped up there? I just I don't know what. What's happened? Uh, no, I'm nervous about everything. I'm nervous that we're not going to score any points. I'm nervous that we're going to give up a million points. I'm nervous that the kickers won't be able to kick, oh. that the runners oh. won't be able to run, that the quarterbacks won't be able to throw. I'm nervous that we'll miss every tackle. I'm nervous that people are going to be streaking to daylight. I'm nervous that we're going to get down big early. I'm nervous that we're going to get a big that we're going to get a lead and we're going to blow it. I'm nervous about everything in the game. By the way, it, you've now ran out of buckets, but don't worry because that wall that you hit and passed through that actually has made. If you just go ahead and punch another hole right above it, has made itself into a nice little compartment for you to use as a bucket. Now it turns out. Yep. So there you go. <clears throat> yep. uh, yeah, no, I'm there. Don't sleep on Daniel. Don't don't you dare sleep on Kiris Jackson. Or Kenny McIntosh, this the week they take in one of the house on kickoff. Daniel. Okay. You, okay. You talking about Florida being an undisciplined mm-hmm. joke of a program because their coach mm-hmm. can't control his emotions. It's from, to be fair, it's not most of those kids, it's not their fault. It's, it's no, not no, their fault. I'm sorry. The, it, it's yeah. not their fault. I'm saying if you're led by a man who can't control himself to walk to a locker room, and by the way, he had three opportunities. Three opportunities to control himself. And he mm-hmm. he passed that stop sign, and then he came out of the locker that's, room that's what I mean. and and pumped up the crowd as if he was a as if he was the ultimate warrior. That, that's exactly in right. Circa nineteen ninety four. That man listens to like pump up music in his bathroom to get himself like he's the one talking to himself in the shower. Daniel, you know what I'm saying? Like like trying to get himself. before he goes in for a routine colonoscopy that's, procedure. That's what I'm talking from, about. Candy striper Michael over there. Producer. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't sleep on if. If undisciplined football is the moniker of a coach, uh, where does that show itself more in special teams? And if we got two of the best returning kicks, watch out. Let me let me end with this. Don't sleep on 2019 repeating itself, mm. Clint. Mm. Um, uh, let me take you a little bit back into the Wayback Machine. Okay, that's an actual machine. <clears throat> To the very first episode of the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. Clint, do you remember when it was? Oh, I remember. It was the Monday after the South Carolina game. Not a great day last year. Um, really, really terrible day. And yet, yeah. uh, we made it through. Okay? We, uh, we came out on the other side. Georgia lost to South Carolina in 2019. Do you remember who we played the very next week? Who's that, Daniel? We played Kentucky. Okay. The very next week. Um, how'd that game go? The Kentucky game was that a fun one for us? Did did we come out of that game? Let me ask you this. Okay. Feeling really good about the offense. Uh, the confidence index was low. Very low, had just lost a game, and then had immediately followed that up with playing against Kentucky and looking really bad, offensively especially, in that Kentucky game. And after the Kentucky game, did Kirby Smart seem all that concerned about the offense? Nope. 
No, he wasn't all that concerned. He wanted to talk about the weather and the number of possessions in the game. I'm telling you, go back and watch the post-game press conference from last year's Kentucky game and watch the post-game press conference from this year's Kentucky game. And then after we played Kentucky, Clint, do you know who we played next? Give it to me. We played the Florida Gators, Clint, and how'd that go? How'd that go for us? Oh, it was good. Don't sleep on history repeating itself a loss, a con- an ugly, slop-it-up Kentucky win, Ugh. and then coming down to Jacksonville and flexing on little brother clown Dan Mullen That's right. and the Florida Gators. Uh, Clint, George is going to win this game. You understand what we're saying? Uh, I mean, I know it's not the locks episode uh, yet, but, but tune like, in for the locks because we got some locks. George is going to win this game. That's right. This is not. We're not going to lose this game. No. I'm, I'm confident. Confident. No, we got this thing. Uh, hey, that does it for Locked On Bulldogs. He is Daniel. I am Clint. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be back tomorrow and Thursday and Friday, the whole rest of the week, as we lead you up to Saturday and the kickoff to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Glad you've been with us. We'll see you tomorrow. Be well. <laughs>